Hello and welcome back to Playlisted. My name is Denise and today we're going to be making a playlist made up of songs to honor our recently lost legend, Prince. It's been almost two weeks since uh, Prince passed away at the young early age of 57 and um, basically for however many days it was until uh, until Beyonce released Lemonade, there was nothing else being played in our house, just Prince songs. And it was, it was kind of an emotional couple days here. There have just been so few artists that have made this kind of impact on all of pop culture, really, on, on self-expression and the connection between um, being yourself and music and singing the songs you want to sing and singing about the things you want to sing about, um, being very open about his sexuality and um, the way that he would play gender. Uh, I felt I felt like Prince treated gender like he treated musical genre. Um, he just refused to fit into any particular box and always um, was this bridge between styles and uh, ideas of of beauty and sexiness and um, yeah I mean before we had Lady Gaga's Little Monsters I felt like I feel like Prince was really um, one of the first artists to just be so unapologetic about being different and uh, and more than unapologetic but proud um, and especially as a as a black man um, to to be that model and say, yeah, I, I can wear headscarves and um, and tight pants and sing really high and um, and explore this feminine side of of my humanity. Um, so we really lost uh, a master, um, and I can't help but be sad about that. Uh, this is only the second celebrity death that I have admittedly cried over. Um, the first was Michael Jackson, and uh, in both of these um, musicians and performers, uh, I think what was so heavy about that is um, is we lost these innovators. However, in both cases, um, their legacy has been left to us and has already been picked up by by performers and by new artists and musicians. Um, and I think the whole of pop culture is better off for having Prince. Uh, and so, um, inspired specifically by the way that uh, female musicians have worked with Prince's music, either with songs that he's written for them or uh, or... Uh, female artists covering Prince's uh, previously recorded songs, um, I think will make up a really good playlist for today. So I'm going to jump right into a girl group in the 80s that Prince actually formed called Vanity Six. And the reason I want to start with this song is that uh, Vanity, the, the front woman of the girl group, actually passed away just earlier on in February, also at the age of 57. So this can be uh, a tribute to both Prince and also Denise Matthews, a.k.a. Vanity. Perhaps you'll recognize it from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, um, but this is Nasty Girl. Don't you 
right. So even if Nasty Girl was uh, unfamiliar to you before, I hope you can just hear all the Prince elements that are going on here. It sounds like a Prince song from the 80s. Uh, the synth, especially that like bendy synth, uh, super provocative lyrics, um, even just those like kind of hollow-ish drum sounds that I think kind of remind me of that early 2000s hip-hop sound or like uh, when Missy Elliott's working with Timbaland or yeah, just kind of that like almost uh Maybe it has been remade, you know, like maybe this is the original version of Promiscuous Girl in a way. But yeah, there's just something that's that's really fun about this song. And I think it sets us up really well for the next song we're going to put on playlisted here from Sheila E. Sheila E. was a boss a percussionist and vocalist, and Prince worked with her and really kind of launched her career. She started out um, touring and recording with him. Uh, both on, on Purple Rain, I think, and the and the tour shortly after that. And then he went on to uh, help her write and uh, release her first solo album. So my absolute favorite Prince written Sheila E. song is actually her debut single called Glamorous Life. And I love the energy of this song. I think you will too. Um, but I also love this song because of the way that it features the saxophone. Um, I have a soft spot just about any time a song features sax, but um, the 80s, it's kind of a fine line. In the 80s, uh, saxophone was either used um, to just totally cheesify a track um, or uh, to provide energy. And the syncopated sax line on Glamorous Life is uh, some of my favorite pop uh, use of saxophone. why I picked this song right after Nasty Girl was because it was originally written for Vanity Six. Um, but uh, Prince decided to give it uh, to Sheila E. as her as as her um, debut single. So also, not that the music video is so amazing compared to many, many fantastic music videos in the world, uh, but it does give you a sense of the kind of musician that Sheila E. was. So certainly she looked like a straight-up 80s pop star. She had the hair the funky blazer, she was a total boss. But what made her even more cool in my eyes was the fact that she was playing percussion and singing at the same time, which just was like, was very cool. You don't, um, I would say especially in the 80s, but still continue, don't, you don't see a ton of female pop performers playing instruments. And really that's a, a, a part of, of what I've always really appreciated about Prince is that he was a bit of a champion for female musicians. He often had full full bands, uh, bands full of women, especially considering so much of his music was is so incredibly 
uh, sexual in content. The fact that um, you never got the sense that the women that he worked with were purely sexual objects. They were always equals. They were always co-workers and co-artists alongside him, even if he was sleeping with them. (laughs) But seriously, I have often heard Prince described as a musician's musician, because I think he had a way of recognizing musical genius in others as much as it was in himself. Um, And so I just think of all of the artists that he's worked with uh, over time, but even more recently, like Janelle Monae and even Aaron Allen Kane and some of these, I mean, the minute I hear that Prince worked with a musician, I'm like, oh, I want to listen to them because he not only had an amazing talent about him for creating music, but also for recognizing that creative genius in others. So let's continue, shall we? Um, We'll take a brief break from the decade of the 80s to hear one of uh, my favorite Prince cover songs from the 90s. This is If I Was Your Girlfriend from one of my favorite albums in high school, TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. This song, I have a confession to make. The This is one of those examples that I heard the cover before I heard the original, I will admit. Um, by the time Sign of the Times came out, which is the Prince album that this song came from, uh, probably as a kid, I was likely not allowed to listen to much other than Purple Rain. It's by far his cleanest album. And, um, and so anyway, for whatever reason, I'd never heard If I Was Your Girlfriend. And Now that I look back on it, I think that this version is in many ways a tamer version because when Prince sings, if I were your girlfriend, it's uh, in the context of a a heterosexual relationship. He's asking these questions of, would you treat me differently? Like I, uh, there's a sense of jealousy. I'm jealous of the close relationship that my lover has with her sister or other women. And, And so it has this really interesting gender bending aspect to it. Yeah, so when uh, T-Boz and Chili from TLC sing it, it actually loses some of that edge. Um, it becomes a little bit more just, uh, oh, I, I wish I was your girlfriend, kind of more of a, a crush song. And yet, I also think that there's an aspect to it, even though I, I'm pretty sure TLC are singing it uh, with with a male kind of interest in mind. There's something that is already kind of queer about the song just because it was written and and originally performed by Prince. So even when TLC does it, it's just gritty uh, and incredibly, incredibly dirty and sexy and, you know, wanting to pick out his clothes and, um, and do these things. There's something that's still very, very intimate uh, because ultimately the song is born of this desire for a different level of intimacy with Prince's partner. And so even though when you lose that, that gender aspect of it. I really love TLC song. 
and fair enough. I was a teenager. I love TLC. I'm sure the nostalgia has a lot to do with it. And, you know, while we're talking about nostalgia and the 90s, I always remember having a recorded cassette tape version of Madonna's Like a Prayer um, that I would take to school with me on my Walkman. And one of my favorite songs from that album was always this weird little creepy song called Love Song, which she will be quick to correct you. It's not a love song, but is this, well, uh, like a prayer, a lot of the songs are kind of dealing with the breakdown of her marriage. And I think this is one of them. But Love Song was co-written with Prince and he shows up on it. It's a little bit of a duet, although he usually shows up kind of in the background. Um, He sounds amazing. This song is dark and has uh, drums that totally remind me of of that nasty girl sound. Uh, It's right at that end of the 80s and so definitely still sounds like a Prince song, sounds like a lot of his work on Batman, which was uh, which was actually how I really got into Prince was that Batman soundtrack. My brother had it and I ate it up. I loved every moment of it and in fact when I saw the film I was disappointed that there wasn't more elements of the soundtrack on the film. Um, Anyway, uh, Madonna's love song is so brilliant. And actually, it's um, one of the songs that she quotes herself. There's this line in the bridge that she talks about time going by so slowly, which might remind you of her song Hung Up from 2005. Wait. just so many moments of the song that I really really love it's really uh sad but I don't get the sense that it's sad for the vocalists themselves I think it feels like they almost feel sorry for the person that they're singing to like Madonna is done with with the game playing and whatnot but she also just sounds kind of ready to move on and uh if the person that she's singing to isn't ready Uh, She's willing to do that without him. So, hey, I love these kind of slower, sadder, or more reflective Prince songs, but I think it's time we shift gear back to some high energy. Uh, One of my absolute favorite dance tracks was written by Prince for Shaka Khan. This is I Feel For You.
if you can't tell, I have such a soft spot for 80s prints. I love 80s prints, and I'm realizing that now. And um, and I'm sorry if you're not into 80s music, but anyway, Shaka Khan, she's a queen. And her ability to sing and perform and just kind of exist on stage with this you know, aura about her. I mean, Shaka Khan, for those of you who are not familiar, she actually really rose to popularity in the 70s as the front woman for Rufus. And she was one of the few uh, women that were leading male groups. Um, I mean, I guess I think of Gladys Knight and the Pips that really kind of started that. But often you had girl groups and you had uh, female vocalists. And Shaka Khan was that, but it was Rufus featuring Shaka Khan because she was, she was the draw, right? She had all the charisma. And so, yeah, she really entered a her into her solo career in the 80s and I feel for you uh it's just so perfect that she does uh this Prince song one of the other reasons I love feel for you is um this early melding of hip-hop and R&B um somebody recently I had this conversation about we were trying to figure out the earliest kind of featured verse in a pop song or an R&B song of a rapper and uh, at the time I couldn't really think of it I mean, we had the conversation about Blondie and whether we really want to consider that rap and that very well could be historically it's significant but it's really freaking awkward um so feel for you though uh, it has this beginning and maybe it's maybe it can't be considered a rap first it's almost more like a hype man um saying Shaka Khan's name over and over again uh but it's really boss and there's a lot of elements actually of the song that feel a lot more hip-hop than much of uh 80s pop and r&b especially 1984 that's really quite early and so you have uh even in the video, you've got turntables and this idea like we're sampling and we're we're drawing on funk traditions of not so long ago. And guess what? If anybody is allowed to do that, it's it's Shaka Khan who, <laughs> I mean, she's known as the queen of funk. So I Feel For You is one of those songs that it makes sense that it was written by Prince. It doesn't just sound like somebody singing a Prince song like a lot of these other ones. Um, Shaka Khan has an ability to bring a whole new vibe to it. Um, as as a power vocalist, I think she raises it to a different level. Uh, this might be my favorite song on this playlist. And there are very few women I would be comfortable following that up with. However, I might even call this next performer a modern day Shaka Khan. If you have never heard Sharon Jones before, well, this is this is your chance. She's amazing. Uh, she and the Dap Kings, her band, are just phenomenal musicians. And um, and Sharon Jones is yet another one of these artists that Prince has really um, uh, kind of given his stamp of approval by working with her. Um, so he's shown up in there in in live shows with the Dap Kings and uh, as as a backup guitarist and just showing up and and playing a guitar solo and people freak out and that's amazing. Um, and Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings have covered. Uh, again, a, a Purple Rain song, the last song in the album, actually, Take Me With You. And I'm stoked to include this cover because uh, it's Sharon Jones doing what she does best. Um, and that is taking uh, taking anything and just infusing it with this 60s soul. And so she takes this song of Prince's that is just so from the middle of the 80s that is made with synthesizers and just sounds so like the time period it was written in um, and 
makes it simultaneously sound brand new and also even more classic than it already is. So you know I love that Barry sax. So good. Um, plus it's just paired with this really, you know, pretty simple love song. And um, yeah, I think this song just really brings out the the musical genius of Prince as a songwriter. Because this song is just so malleable and it works really well here. So even though... I just called both Shaka Khan's uh, Feel For You and Sharon Jones's Take Me With You, my favorite Prince cover songs. I couldn't end with either of them. I was planning on ending with a cover of When Doves Cry, which I'm not going to do anymore. It's been uh, a highly covered song, but most of my favorite covers are by male musicians. I thought it, I thought it had been covered by Aaliyah. Um, but guys, I was duped because uh, I kept saying, like, this sounds a lot like the Romeo and Juliet one on the soundtrack um, by Quindon Tarver. And uh, it turns out it is. It was just, I guess somebody shared it uh, when uh, Aaliyah died and they shared it with a picture of her as a bit of a tribute. And then some folks started saying that it was a cover of hers. And um, anyway, I was totally led to believe that was Aaliyah's cover of One Dove's Cry, and I'm very sad to say that it is not. It's an amazing cover, so check it out, but it does not fit in this playlist, considering this is female artists who have uh, covered or performed Prince songs. I will throw it on the end of the Spotify playlist. However, there were a couple songs that I weeded out, uh, so we're gonna just use one of them. So I've decided to end with a cover of The Beautiful Ones, which uh, I read somewhere that it was Prince's favorite songs of of his own music, which, um, as I've clearly learned to not re uh, believe everything I've read on the internet, uh, but I, it was going to be the name of his memoir, and um, there is something about this song. So it's been uh, performed by Beyonce on uh, her I Am tour, uh, and I have to admit that just like makes me wonder what she's going to do. Like she's got to pay tribute to Prince at this next on, on formation tour, uh, which I'm like beyond excited about. And I do want to just say one brief thing about just the timing of Lemonade coming out so on the in the same weekend uh, as Prince's death. Um, and I think for for me and for many of us that I've talked to, it felt like just a reminder that Prince has already infused so much of his artistry and his work ethic in musicians today. And I think we see that in people like Beyonce. Um, who similarly to Prince kind of pulls on all of these strands of pop culture and self-expression and storytelling to use visuals and 
uh, music and lyrics, but also um, fashion and symbolism to kind of bring these threads together and tell a deeper narrative. Just incredible. And so it felt like, Lemonade for me felt like this, this consolation that artists can still, uh, artists are still the ones that can take nothing and make something of it and make something beautiful of it. So all this to say, The Beautiful Ones was a really popular ballad for divas to cover. And I'm not going to play you a Beyonce cover because the only things that exist out there are uh, people's recordings of her performing it live. However, Mariah Carey actually covered this song along with Drew Hill and uh, included it on her album, Butterfly. Although I love Mariah's breathy vocals on this song, the reason um, I think it's interesting here is actually more because she turns it into a duet. And you get these two voices that I think kind of add this dimension of um, understanding understanding the song in the context of a real relationship. And that it gives it this uh, sense that both both parties involved might feel the same way, might, might both kind of feel this... Uh, desire to feel loved in the same way that they feel that they are loving the the other person. I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, maybe it's just more like these two friends who are experiencing the same things, and it's kind of saying that this uh, feeling uh, is not a gendered experience. Uh, the feeling of of lovesickness for your own partner, um, and I think. Uh, what also kind of makes this interesting is that um, it reminds me in a lot of ways of if I was your girlfriend, um, this sense of like wanting this deeper intimacy. And um, and it was, of course, actually inspired by the same woman, uh, Susanna Melvoin, um, who was actually uh, one of Prince's lovers, but also uh, the sister of... Wendy Melvoin, who was um, part of Prince's band, The Revolution. So yeah, kind of all these threads are super interesting. And, you know, just to bring it back uh, to Beyonce a little bit, I think this song would really fit into 
the context of the Lemonade songs. And so, you know, if she wanted to bring it back for this tour, I would have no problem with that. I doubt she'll do a song she's already covered, but, you know, just saying. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Playlisted. I hope you have enjoyed these Prince cover band songs. So normally I would tell you now about the Spotify playlist that includes all the songs that we've talked about today. However, almost all of these songs that we've talked about are not to be found on Spotify because Prince refused to have his music streamed on that particular site. It is all on Tidal, so you could look it up there if if you're paying that subscription. Um, I do highly recommend it. At least you know those artists are getting fair royalties for their music. But otherwise, I guess what I'll try to do is put a YouTube playlist together. Uh, Yeah, I'll post it on my blog once I have that figured out. Thanks again so much for listening to Playlisted. We'll be back in a couple more weeks with another playlist for you. Until then, have a good one.